This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Maybe the end of the world isn't coming every uh, four years. Uh, you know, maybe we get... Maybe it's we, not? Maybe it's not. What do you mean? Well, you're you're the one that brought this up. <laughs> In that, you know, we get we get so yeah. worked up about these elections, and we always think, you know, the worst possible scenarios. And, and really, times, both times with Obama, right? Yeah. I mean, especially in '08, yeah. we're like, we can't survive this guy. Come on. And then in '12, we're like, okay, you've seen what he does. We're we're, we're right. right. We're right about him, and the economy sucks. Please, it'll be the end of us. I don't know if we make it to 2016, and we did. Yeah, and you seem to do that. And part of that is, I mean. Part of that is people, you, t- you tend to attach yourself to the worst case scenarios because yeah. you know, you're protecting yourself. I think it's a normal instinct. But also we, we, we miss a lot of how much life is improving because we take it for granted. We don't, uh, we just don't focus on those things. They don't sell, they don't, you know, that's just, mm-hmm. that's not what people are interested in. How many times though have we talked about, you know, hey, remember, you know, Glenn's ridiculous $10,000 TV that, you know, now is $198 at Walmart and it's a better quality and it has smart features and, and all these things. Mm-hmm. These things are happening around us all the time. That is the focus of uh, Robert Bryce's book. It's called Smaller, Faster, Lighter, Denser, Cheaper. Um, and it's about how innovation improves the world around you all the time, whether you notice it or not. Watch. We return you now to your I may be alone in this belief, but I am certain artificial sweetener is the greatest invention of all time. <laughs> It's a man-made marvel, worthy of a Nobel Prize. I can dump all the delicious aspartame I want into my soda and not reap the fatty, caloric consequences of real sugar. It's amazing! Like artificial sweetener, man has been working towards improving human life on this planet, despite the naysayers and misinformed activists. Here to explain how is the author of Smaller, Faster, Lighter, Denser, Cheaper, How Innovation Keeps Proving the Catastrophists Wrong. Robert Bryce. Welcome, Robert. Hi, thanks for having me, Stu. The, 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 the title is catchy. Smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper. Explain the premise. Well, it's that in a nutshell, it's that things are getting better. Despite all this talk that we hear from the catastrophists, from in particular the green left, that uh, things are getting worse, that we're polluting the, the planet, that we're uh, all going to uh, you know, perish because we're going to run out of food, we're going to run out of energy all of these different issues. And the fact is that life is getting better for people all over the world. Never, in fact, in human history, have more people lived longer, healthier, freer lives than they are today. I mean, and this is a really a positive message. And I feel like positive messages 
sometimes don't catch our attention like the negative ones do. We're always sort of searching for this weird uh, utopia that, especially in the past, that doesn't really exist. You go into in-depth a concept called primitive harmony uh, in the book. And can you kind of explain what that is? Because it's something I feel like a lot of people think they want, but in reality they don't. Well, this goes back to the Bible, Stu. It goes back to the to the book of Genesis and the idea that uh, before Eve bit from the apple, that man was living in harmony with nature. And then uh, we fell out of harmony because of uh, we knew too much. Right. But this same idea then goes through Jean-Jacques Rousseau and the idea of the of the noble savage. We see it in Thoreau and uh, his idea of uh, uh, living in poverty in the woods. Uh, you see it in in Rachel Carson's work. It, it pervades modern environmentalism, this idea that we're using too much technology. And because we're using technology, uh, we've uh, we somehow sinned and we have to go back to nature. And in fact, you hear that, in fact, from uh, modern environmental uh, activists like Naomi Klein and Bill McKibben saying we've done too much. We need degrowth. We need to shrink our economies and somehow go back to 40 acres and a mule, which I think is a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's funny because like you think of like the, you know, there's been so many songs that romanticize this world, the pave paradise and put up a parking lot. Oh, this, what a terrible thing we have development in a place to buy things. I mean, it's like I go outside and and I'm a little indoorsy, as Jim Gaffigan would say. Um, I'm I'm an indoorsy guy. Um, But I notice like I go outside just, just in my yard, Robert, playing with my kids. Here's a great moment. I'm outside playing with my kids. I set up the slip and slide for them the other day. Uh, and, uh, the slip and slides all set up outside. And as I'm standing there, my feet are covered in red fire ant bites because people weren't meant to be outside. I, this is a, I don't know. There was your mistake. <laughs> so you just stay inside the whole time, leave all that outdoor stuff to other people. You're not, you're not made for it. <laughs> it's true. I think I, this is just me though. This is not covered in your book, but the degrowth movement is, and, and this is, actually scary i mean a lot of this stuff is i think you know media panics that don't lead to anything except big scary headlines but i mean if this movement takes uh gets a footing it really could do real damage to people's lives can you kind of go through you know what they believe and how it could work well uh, let's start with the sierra club and uh, here's a group that has been anti-nuclear energy since the 1970s and why do they say this oh because uh, what, what was their line? In fact, you can find it on their website that they're going to be opposed to nuclear energy until we get rid of uh, energy overuse and unnecessary economic growth. This is the largest environmental group in America saying this, that this is the policy that they want. We're using too much energy and our economy is growing too much. Well, what does that look like to people who are unemployed? I mean, this is madness. And, and But, the, but the, the part of this that to me, Stu, it really goes to the heart of this Madness, in fact, is how groups like Sierra Club, Natural Resources Defense Council, Friends of the Earth, the rest of them, they're adamantly anti-nuclear, but they're also opposed to the use of hydrocarbons, coal, oil, natural gas. And they keep claiming we can run the world on nothing but solar and wind energy. Well, the, the, uh, the scale, the amount of land that they would have to cover with wind turbines and solar panels is is cartoonish. I, I've done the calculations. I have a paper coming out soon with Manhattan Institute. The, the wind energy footprint alone would be larger than the size of the state of Texas. It's madness. It's the an, the rise of the anti-environmentalists. Mm, it really is amazing. 
So uh, let's go through kind of like the, the, the concept of the book is that we are always improving things. We're making things sure. smaller. We are, uh, and you talk about density quite a bit in the book as well, which is probably the, the one that people wouldn't think about most. But this is like, we see this in, with typical products like, you know, the cell phone, uh, computers, all these things that make, you know, that make our lives better. We're constantly sure. improving those things and we never really notice them. Can you come back and give a couple of like, historical examples um, of how society was able to move forward and civilization was able to move forward because of innovations like this? Well, let's look at the internal combustion engine. Um, remember the, the, the end of the 19th century, the start of the 20th century, the big concern in major cities all around the world was horse poop, that, that, that horses were the main source of transportation and cities were being effectively flooded with horse manure. Mm. And this was a, a health risk, obviously, because of the flies, the excrement being everywhere, a huge public health concern. And what happened? The internal combustion engine, the automobile allowed us to, to move past horses. And in doing so, yeah, we paid some price in terms of air pollution, but we made cities safer. We made them cleaner. Uh, look at the, uh, the iPhone. I, you know, this is a device we carry in our pockets every day. This little device has a quarter million times, 250,000 times more digital storage capacity than the computer that went to the moon in 1969. Mm. And these kinds of, of, of technologies that are smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper than the ones they replace are, are ubiquitous. And because we see them and we, we don't we, and, and we have them in our pockets, we don't really think about what wondrous devices they are. But this is the trend in nearly everything from food production to energy production, uh, urban living, uh, automobiles, you name it. Um, this is a hard thing, I think, to communicate to people because. People kind of get the idea that, you know, they'll do like stats about income and they'll say, well, it's only gone up a couple of percent. Uh, but over that time, it, it, things, the, 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 the products have become better and cheaper. And, you know, the same TV that you bought off the shelf for $10,000 10 years ago is now $100 at Walmart. Um, sure. You know, and, and that sort of change isn't a, reflected in those stats. There's, it's difficult to measure those sorts of things. How do you communicate to people that the, that capitalism and the free market really advances these things kind of without notifying you as it goes. Well, that's a great point. And, and, and you said it so well, I, I hesitate to even add very much except to say, let's look at the cost of electricity, uh, the cost of lighting. Uh, the trend line is dramatically down in terms of lower costs for consumers. Uh, look at the price of meat. Look at the price of eggs, the price of milk. So many of these commodities that we that we deal with on a on a daily basis, the trend line is in fact for cheap, toward lower cost in virtually everything, and and that goes to the you know the the whole idea of peak oil. Remember, we've yeah. this has been the scare that we've heard here in America and around the world really since the days of Spindletop in 1901. Oh, we're running out of oil. We need to find something else to replace it. When the reality is that today we're awash in oil. The market is oversupplied. I would uh, point people to page 180 of your book, which you have a great uh, outline of every time the U.S. government told us we were right around the corner from running out of oil. It's a great <laughs> list. I mean, and thank God they were wrong all of these times, and they'll continue to be wrong uh, in the future. Robert Bryce, the book is, I mean, it's something you should read. And it's one of those books that you will continually refer to over and over again, as you fight with people on Facebook or what it's important to know it's uh, smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper. It's what's making your life better. Uh, and it's how innovation keeps approving the catastrophist wrong. Robert, thanks for coming on the program. 
Hey, thanks a million, Steve. I like that guy. Uh, and you notice he talked about one of my issues there, uh, peak oil. Right? It's one of my deals. How many times? Oh, my gosh. No such thing as peak oil. I wish people <laughs> would understand. It's a naturally occurring goo. I don't know from where. Wow. I don't know how. I just believe that it uh, is a renewable resource. So passionate and about peak oil. That's not what he said, but no. do, do you know if he thinks that way? Uh, Stu, do you know if he feels I like it's... Uh, I don't think he necessarily addressed that at all. But He didn't address it, no. I, mean we, just, I mean, we just keep finding more oil, and we find right. oil better ways to extract it from where it already exists. And so yep. even if it is, you know, whether it is or not what you're talking about, I mean, it's, it's seemingly... Uh, we're flush with it right now. Well, I mean, every it's time, every time we find out that a particular area is going dry and it's going to be the end of oil, uh, the next thing we know, a new massive amount shows up somewhere else on the globe. Right. Or in the same place. Yeah. They just find more. Yeah. How'd that happen? It was gone. Oh, well, I don't know. It just seeped in from somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> right. More dinosaurs must have died two feet away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some leaves uh, decomposed, and then they turned into some sort of oil thing, gooey stuff. And we just, I don't know. It, uh, we just, don't worry about it. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.